from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. You've joined us, you've found us, WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB with the news for week commencing June 8, 2014. And ACMA are on the lookout for field engineers in the Brisbane area. Fresh air out of the office, Australia-wide travel, but based in Brisbane's CBD. Check out positions vacant on acma.gov.au. You know, here in Australia, we have one of the best space weather ionosphere monitoring services in the world. To raise awareness about space weather and its effects, IPS Radio and Space Services, the Bureau of Meteorology, is planning to present a free one-hour information seminar in Brisbane on June the 25th. Also in Brisbane, but June 9 to 13, Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, reports as part of the preps for the next World Radio Communications Conference scheduled for November 2015, many of the Asia-Pacific nations that make up ITU Region 3 are meeting in Brisbane this week. Now, there are two main issues that are of interest to Australian amateurs, these being a proposed new secondary allocation for the amateur service around 5300 kilohertz and a proposed new primary allocation in the 77.5 to 78 gigahertz frequency band for the radio location service that may affect the existing primary amateur service allocation in that band. Now, we did send out this information here on VK1WIA Twitter feed last Friday week that... As the meeting is in Brisbane, there is an opportunity for a limited number of interested local amateurs to meet the APG reps at a dinner, and it's planned for Wednesday evening, the 11th of June in central Brisbane. Please contact Dale Hughes if you're interested in attending. Make a note of Dale's email, victorkilo1dsh at wia.org.au. I'll say that again, vk1dsh at wia.org.au Australians in the International Museums Weekend and it takes place the following two Saturdays and Sundays the International Museum Weekend This year it has three VK stations listed the Melbourne Museum in Nicholson Street, Carlton it's a portable station run by Joe VK3YSP and Julie VK3FOWL In Entrance Parkland on Primarily the HF bands, the pair will hold a check-in following the VK1WIA Sunday morning broadcast on the Greater Melbourne VHF and UHF repeaters. Weak signal digital communication using JT65 will be shown on 14.076 in the local afternoon. Also on air, Victor Kilo 6 Whiskey Hotel at the Apple Cross Wireless Hill Museum and the VK6 ARG at Shipwreck Galleries Museum, Fremantle. The Wireless Hill Museum, also in Parkland, will be on the 14th and 15th of June, hoping to link via amateur radio to the west and east coast of Australia. John VK3DQ tells us the fly is now an Aussie. The Radioactives would like to congratulate Arthur VK3FLYY who's upgraded to an advanced licence. Arthur has applied for the call sign VK3OZI. So the fly is now an Aussie. Well done Arthur and good DX. Now coming up we've got quite a good look at the just recently held Harry Angel Memorial Sprint and also an in-depth look at this month's AR Magazine. Well, I've had the June Amateur Radio Magazine for over a week and still haven't made it to the hardware store. 
Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and the postman bought my magazine before the start of June. With the dramatic photo taken during the John Moyle Field Day on the cover, there are the usual columns and news from around the states. One item of extra interest is the request for articles and information for use during the Institute's commemoration of the centenary of the Anzac landing. Phil Waite, the Institute President, is asking for information regarding all theatres of military engagement that involved Australian radio amateurs. Effectively, this means all theatres of war from World War I. Please check page 26 of this month's AR. For the home constructors, there are articles by VK3YE and VK5HSE on a phasing direct conversion receiver and a 16-bit sound card to follow your SDR project. Now to clarify my reference to hardware stores. My local club is engaged in getting a repeater system together and on page 14 commences an article from VK3BUF on making a 70 centimeter dipole array. Whether you're interested in clubbing or more esoteric pursuits, you'll find something in this month's amateur radio magazine. If you're a WIA member, you will already have a copy. And if not, find it at your local newsagent. Who listens to radio? VK4, November, Victor Foxtrot. VK4, GA, Portable 2. VK2, WAZ. VK Good morning, this is Kevin, VK4UH, the contest manager for the Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, which I manage on behalf of the Redcliffe and District Radio Club and the Wireless Institute of Australia. The Harry Angel is an annual contest on 80 metres, um, named after Harry Angel, who at the time of his passing was the oldest VK amateur, and it runs for 106 minutes, that's one minute for every year of Harry's life. The contest runs in three sections, a phone section, a CW section, and a mixed phone and CW section, and this year it was run on Saturday the 3rd of May. High score holders in the Harry Angel get uh, awarded a certificate in each of the three sections and entrants are also entitled to claim points in the WIA Peter Brown Contest Champions Award. Today I'd like to give you the provisional results of the contest this year and the full, the full breakdown will be published in AR Magazine and the details of all of those entrants uh, who are awarded places will be published on both the WIA contest website and on the website of the Redcliffe District Radio Club. This year there were 71 entries into the contest received, uh, 70 of which were accepted for provisional, um, provisional entries, and one check log. So down to the nitty-gritty... In the phone section this year, the first, uh, first position was awarded to Peter Richardson, VK2 Papa Radio, uh, who scored 98 points. Second position went to Roger Crofts, VK4 Yankee Bravo, with 93 points. And the third position went to Rick Rogers, VK4 Hotel Foxtrot, with 90 points. In the mixed section, that's CW and phone, 
First places are awarded to Alan Shannon, VK4 Sierra November, with 104 points. Second position awarded to Trent Sampson, VK4 Tango Sierra, and to VK4 Whiskey Mike, both as joint second place holders with 70 points. In the CW section, first position this year has been awarded to Steve Salvia, VK4 Charlie Whiskey, I beg your pardon, VK7 Charlie Whiskey, with 50 points. Second position to Kurt Olsen Jensen, VK2 Kilo Japan Japan, on 42 points. And third position went to Laurie Mew, a VK4 Lima Juliet, with 38 points. As I said earlier, all of the uh, all of the scores for all of the major position holders will shortly be published. Uh, and I thank everybody who participated in the contest this year for their participation and for their entries. Uh, an extremely rewarding uh, number of entries were received and again guaranteeing the future of this contest is uh, uh, is clear so thanks all again and uh, good luck in the contest from australia this is vk1 wia and the weekly wia amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. BBC Radio Explorer, a new way to listen to radio. The BBC has quietly released a prototype service called BBC Radio Explorer. The service is the result of a loose concept that allows the BBC software engineers time to develop and play about with things. Unusually, this one is visible to the public, if you know where to look. BBC Radio Explorer is a relatively simple idea. Type something that you're interested in, and the service plays you clips and programs that it thinks you'll like, one after the other. It's a different way to listen to the BBC's talk radio output and it should unearth a lot of interesting programming from the BBC. Techniques by radio amateurs teach the military. In emergencies, time is important in finding a lost person or to set up a communications base. Marines in the US state of North Carolina recently learned firsthand of the fox hunt methods and equipment used by Rowan Amateur Radio Society. The Marines from the 2nd Radio Battalion, Marine Expeditionary Force, were shown a Yagi Antenna 4 tracking hidden transmitters, use of an attenuator to reduce signal strength and radio wave propagation. They gained skills and know-how not possible in a classroom and have been invited to a monthly fox hunt. Earlier, U.S. National Guardsmen from Fort McClellan in the U.S. state of Alabama were shown by three radio hams the usefulness of HF radio in an emergency. Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee says they drew on disaster experiences of HF radio when mobile phones and the satellite system were overloaded. The local Army Military Auxiliary Radio System now believes HF radio could be more efficient than current cumbersome satellite communications. 60 metre operation in Cuba. Cuba's Ministry of Communications has begun issuing licence endorsements for experimental operation on 60 metres. Cubans who are granted an endorsement will be allowed to transmit between 5418 and 5430 kilohertz on CWSSB and PSK31. 
They may only contact other Cuban stations. No international contacts are permitted. Maximum power output is 50 watts or 10 watts for novice operators and up to 100 watts may be authorised in emergencies. Despite these restrictions, Cuban amateurs would appreciate listener reports. Masahiro Sanada, JI1, India Zulu Romeo, reports that the amateur radio CubeSat ArtSat 1 Invader, CO77, is in trouble and asks radio hams to listen for the satellite and report any reception. They've had no reply from the satellite, nor the CW437.325 MHz beacons cannot be heard after the command. When you have a chance to listen to the satellite, please send your report via the form in the text edition of this news found at wia.org.au. Invader is an amateur radio art satellite developed by students at the Tama Art University as a part of ArtSat, Art and Satellite Project, which aims at a practical use of a satellite for art and design. Hamvention 2014, new gear and announcements. This week, Amateur Radio Newsline's Don Wilbanks, Alpha Echo 5 Delta Whiskey, takes a quick look at some of the product releases made this year and starts off our report with a look at Yesu and speaks with Dennis, Kilo 7 Bravo Victor. It's been kind of a big year in particular because we've had an awful lot of interest in our system fusion, which is our new digital uh, dual mode uh, digital and analog uh, system that we have that allows digital users and analog users to coexist on the uh, same repeater. And we introduced that repeater, our DR1X, uh, this weekend. At ICOM, D-Star rolls on. Ray Novak, N9JA. Uh, the biggest thing has been talking about the 5100 and people seeing the Android app for it, the wireless control for it, the wireless uh, headset, Bluetooth, uh, great little radio. Other new radios include the Tentec Patriot Model 507, a 20 and 40 meter SSB CW QRP open source rig and the Flex 6300 software defined radio for 160 through 6. CR radio systems had their Telesense remote site monitoring system and Hendrix QRP kits had their new multiband CW transceiver. And year in, year out, nobody has more new stuff than Heil Sound. Here's Bob Heil, K9EID. Our new HBA, it's it's a wireless adapter that you can use in your station. Mm, run around for about 30 feet and you don't need a microphone cable. It's really cool. And it works on any radio for transmit from the microphone. And um, we, we're showing a couple of new products. We have the new K1000 headset. It'll be out probably August, September. It's an amazing headset. It is the best headset I have ever seen. And I have a new microphone, the new PR10, the small version of the great PR781. We brought back the BM10 this year. And the BM10 was the first headset we did in 1985. And um, we brought it back with a full range element and with our push to talk switch in line. Radio waves and a couple of new antennas available. Emmett Hohensee, W0QH. The first one is an all band off center fed antenna that we designed for the military. It's designed to give you everything from 160 meters all the way up to 10 meters without an auto coupler. It's a, it's a fantastic product that the military likes to use because they don't have time to mess with things so they can just throw it up in a tree and it works. Tell about the other antenna. Okay, that is an NVIS 
GPS loop antenna that we designed specifically for the Ministry of Transportation in Quito, Ecuador. This antenna is an NBIS HF antenna that works 3.5 megahertz all the way up to 50 megahertz, and it literally mounts on top of a control tower. Every control tower in Ecuador right now has one of our antennas on its HF antennas on its roof. How will they top themselves next year? I can't wait to find out. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW. To celebrate Museum Ships Weekend on the 7th and 8th of June, IY4EY will be on the air near the Marconi's yacht Eletra, as it kept the Museum of the Villa Grifone in Bologna in Italy. The vessel was launched 110 years ago, and the event aims to highlight the historical value of Eletra, which was the mobile laboratory of Marconi. Many important experiments were carried out on board. The event is supported by Princess Elettra Marconi and her son. More details, www.arifidenza.italy. That's arifidenza.italy. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline were on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Now buckle up because here's something from the weird and wonderful file. A scientific research facility in Wyoming, USA, has made a startling discovery that's certain to change the way millions of people look at the environmentalist movement after they found conclusive evidence that solar panels not only convert the sun's energy into usable energy, but that they are also draining the sun of its own energy, possibly with catastrophic consequences far worse than global warming. Put into layman's terms, the solar panels capture the sun's energy, but pull on the sun over time, forcing more energy to be released than the sun is actually producing. The claims are made in a scientific white paper. Imagine a waterfall dumping water, but you aren't catching the water in buckets, but rather sucking it in with a vacuum cleaner. Eventually, you're going to suck in so much water that you drain the river above the waterfall completely. Now, there's no immediate danger, however. Currently, solar panels are an energy niche, and they don't pose a serious risk to the sun. But if we converted our grids to solar energy in a huge way, with panels on domestic homes and commercial businesses and paving our parking lots with panels, we'd start seeing some very serious problems over time. If every home in the world had solar panels on their roofs, global temperatures would drop by as much as 30 degrees over 20 years, and the sun will die out within 300 to 400 years. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ, Dateline 2014. VK Shires, Queen's birthday weekend this weekend. June 21-22, Winter VHF UHF Field Day weekend. Thanks to NERG and VK3. SGA RS 80 metre trophy contest July 26. 1010 International Summer Contest August 2 and 3. WIA Remembrance Day, the ID Contest August 16 and 17. Manly Warringah Radio Society's Flagpole Contest September. 
How much ready is International Air Ambulance Week 9 days from September 28? TX5K gets the 2013 Best Communication Award. Word that DX Coffee and DX University have honoured the TX5K operation from Clipperton Island with the 2013 Best Communication Award. This in recognition of the large amount of information given before, during and after the operation via the operation's official website and related blog. According to the award sponsors, the information provided was extremely complete and covered everything from documents describing the project, the equipment, the pilots and photo gallery. Also, the very detailed information reported on the blog let readers experience every facet of the de-expedition from beginning to end. KJ6GHN stroke KH7 on Wake Island Lisa Marks, KJ6GHN, is now operational stroke KH9 from Wake Island. She is currently working on Wake and will be there for the next few years. Her station is an ICOM 718 and has been mainly operating PSK on 15 metres. She asks those wanting a card to be patient, mail only comes twice a month. She does upload to Logbook of the World and Club Log and also accepts Bureau QSLs. Two more approved for DXCC. The ARRL's DXCC disc has announced that the ZA-IZ-4JMA 2013 and 2014 operations from Albania and the 2014 XW-7T operation from Laos have both been approved for DXCC credit. AF6WU and AF6KJ will be active as V31WU and V31DV respectively from Belize between June the 9th and the 15th. Operations will be on the high frequency bands using SSB and PSK31. QSL both call signs via AF6WU, direct or via the Bureau. Electronic QSLs go either by Logbook of the World or eQSL. A six-member Russian team is preparing to operate from South Kuril Islands in Asiatic Russia from June the 16th to the 26th. Call sign to be used will be RIZOF. Operations will be on all bands including the 30, 17 and 12 metres using CW and SSB. QSL manager is RX3F. R9D commemorating the 70th anniversary of D-Day. Operators from the DuPage Amateur Radio Club are on the air from the First Division War Museum, Illinois, this weekend, 6 to the 8th of June 2014. This operation is a memory of the 1st Infantry Division, which led the landings on Omaha Beach in Normandy on the 6th of June 1944. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Queensland from VK4 WIA, you're tuned to Q News. In the Toowoomba area, it can be heard on 146.750, the VK4 RDD 2 metre repeater, at 9am on Sunday mornings. I'm Dave, VK4 LED. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Females in Radio, ALARA, the Australian Ladies AR Association, and a reminder that their net is held each Monday on 3.570 MHz, commencing at 10.30 UTC.
Now, Jean VK3VIP, the president of Alara, has told us that the second special Alara-sponsored foundation course was held last weekend in Melbourne and was a great success with all five candidates obtaining their licences. So please welcome Susan, Monica, Christine, Kay and Sue to Amateur Radio and listen out for them on the air in the not-too-distant future. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. ARIS partners meet in the Netherlands. Partner members of the Amateur Radio on the International Space Station, or ARIS program, recently met for the first time in almost two and a half years at the European Space Agency Research and Technology Centre in the Netherlands. The purpose of the gathering was to reassess the ARIS program's overall direction and consider new goals for it. One of the key speakers was Lou McFadden, W5DID, who among other things noted that there's a need for what he termed as a power override switch. This would simply be a way for the astronauts to shut completely down the RS equipment during safety-critical events such as extravehicular activities, which are better known as spacewalks. W5DID also suggested that there be a definite advantage in installing a new and higher power VHF-UHF transceiver in the Columbus module, similar to the one located in the service module. Of late, many RS school contacts have been made using the 5-watt Ericsson handheld transceiver, making some of the QSOs difficult to achieve. The gathering was presided over by RS International Chairman Frank Boyer, KA3HDO. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, SES Joint Exercise, a golden opportunity to gain experience in operating with counter-disaster organisations in preparation for the support role that radio amateurs provide during times of disaster. The exercise will involve some operators on foot, on forested, rocky, grassy, sandy areas, mobile and vehicles and operating at least two base stations that will be set up for the event possibly an overnight campout. It's on Saturday the 25th to Sunday the 26th of October, the SES joint exercise somewhere in the Townsville region. For more information, please email vk4zz at wia.org.au. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. What use is an F-call? The radio waves are open to all comers, licensed or not. That means that while you have to be licensed to use a particular frequency and that stiff penalties apply if you're not, there's nothing physically stopping anyone from using any frequency. I recently had a report from a fellow amateur who had a particularly unpleasant experience on air. They were accosted by another station. Fortunately, that amateur had a witness to the experience, so they didn't feel completely alone in the moment. It did stop them from being on air until surrounded by friends. This discovery brought out other experiences from other amateurs. One told how another station was impersonating their call sign, and only being advised of this by another amateur brought it to their attention. I've heard another station use my voice from a recording like the news, and transmit that on a local repeater. And I've heard other stations being abused and stories about abuse. Abuse will happen. Idiots are everywhere in society. Lonely, sad people, or malicious, or both or something else. Fortunately, these incidents are not common, but they do occur. What should you do when this happens to you? Many and varied opinions exist. Sometimes it's not obvious you're dealing with a station that's up to no good. But once you are, the best advice I've been given is to log the experience, attempt to get a recording of it, and report it to the ACMA. 
don't engage the other station. Ignore it. In contests where this might happen, I'm told that the best action is to treat the station as local noise and ignore it. If you have trouble hearing another station, time your calls to coincide with the interference, and refer to it as QRN, if at all. I know that this is simple to say from the comfort of my shack, but it's the best advice I have to share. If you have other comments about this, send me an email, victorkilo6, foxtrot, lima, alpha, bravo, at wia.org.au. I'm Ono, victorkilo6, foxtrot, lima, alpha, bravo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Just about time we pulled the big switch here in the VK1 WIA shack. On the social scene this weekend, June 7 to 9 in VK5 at Southeast Radio Group's the Serg's 50th Annual Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship. And in VK2 at Port Macquarie, it's Oxley Region's Amateur Radio Club's Field Day at the Port. Now we have no news of any other ham radio activity whatsoever, not even a ham fest coming up. The next ham fest in Australia will be November the 2nd in VK5. That's the ham fest at Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. November 15 in VK7 is the ham fest at Miana and the Spark ham fest at Rosebud, November 30 in VK3. Now, as we say goodbye, if you'd like to submit news items for inclusion in the VK1 WIA broadcasts, email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au and to submit audio, read the How to Submit Items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. And remember, the sooner you submit the material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of this, the WIA National News. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB, reminding you to walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.